ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. Next to me, Cristiano Oliveira, as always. Cristiano, how you doing, brother? Fantastic, man. What's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing today? Here we are. We're uh, we're actually live on YouTube. Hope everyone yeah. is enjoying or catching this. And if you're not catching this live, definitely catch this on our YouTube channel uh, and rewatch it. There's a little bit of a delay, but you, you'll figure Don't it out. Everybody. You'll figure it out. Um, with us to, uh, with us tonight, Dave Oliveira, up in the Great White North, flying high that the Raptors are in the NBA Finals. What's going on, Mr. The Oliveira? Nothing much. It's been a while, you know. It feels like so long that we've done a podcast here, but uh, yeah, good to be back on and recap this uh, season that uh, just took place here. It's it's been the normal seven days, uh, Dave. Just uh, it feels re- it feels a lot longer than that. <laughs> it was like you know, it's been the regular week off, but nonetheless, we're glad to have you. Very excited for your Toronto Raptors. Now let's go Warriors. <laughs> also, uh, also with us, uh, Hugo Freire. Uh, also in New Jersey, but uh, in his uh, in his house. What's happening, Google? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me back. Um, enjoyed listening to the show the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, but definitely on the show. You notice? <laughs> <laughs> definitely glad to be back. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is the last podcast of uh, of the 2018-2019 season. Uh, as a result, we're going to be doing a quick recap. We'll also uh, look at some season highs and lows. We'll do our our regular awards, and we'll have our our uh, own segment that is uh, keep, sell, or loan. So we'll go through uh, the roster, some of the guys that are also on loan, and uh, we'll we'll give our opinion who we should keep, who should sell, who should sell loan. Um, so let's let's start with with the season, and and I'm I'm looking back at the season, and then we're gonna recap this on the cloud game today. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you got a little bit extra time today, but uh, here's here's the thing that I wanted to um, I, when I look back at the season, I kind of divide the season in, in in five five moments, right? Um, so we have the 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 first moment, which is uh, preseason, a lot of anticipation, especially with Benfica coming to oh, can I mention this spot? With Benfica coming to to North America, and Cristiano had a chance to to be with the up close with the team, so. Um, that first start of the season and the Champions League qualification, I think that's probably the first part of the season that we could segment from the rest. What did you think, Cristiano? Cristiano, you actually got a good look at uh, at the, the new signings, Castillo, Ferreira, yeah. uh, uh, along with the, the younger the younger kids, uh, and you were you traveled with the team um, here yeah, in North I, America. I, I did not think that that that. That would be such a huge impact for you. Would you know? It'd be one of the five impact, uh, impactful, you know, uh, signs of the season. It was an so I, impact, but that's how I divide the season. I oh, divide bad. the season okay, in those good. segments. All right. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, with a lot of expectations, obviously there was a lot of us that that thought that um, maybe Rui Vitória should have uh, should have gone. But I think that after missing out on Penta. 
and then seeing the way the team uh, reinforced themselves. You know, we we brought in Gabriel. Mm-hmm. We brought well, in- Gabriel was a little bit later. Gabriel was a lot later than that. But uh, they, he was always in the works. But, but I, I think I think uh, you know to add to 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 your point, I think yeah, it was it was a season that you know we came in with with high hopes. Uh, huge expectations. Obviously, Benfica having dropped the ball the season uh, prior with uh, you know selling basically Nelson Smithu, Lindelof, and you know caliber caliber players to name a couple, and then uh, Luis Felipe turning off the lights and going to sleep and not doing his job and bringing in reinforcements. So I think when you spend that season, that frustrating season, you give up the Campeonato de Futebol do Porto, then you get the Castillos of the world, you get the Freiras of the world, you get the Eboes of the world. Lema. You finally get a you finally get a Conti. goalkeeper. Yeah. I was, those guys, you know, they were secondary, but you finally get a goalkeeper that you think uh, is going to make a difference, unlike the uh, Varela the years uh, the year prior. So, uh, you know, expectations were sky high. Um, so yeah, it was, it was you know very interesting uh, part uh, early part of the season. Uh, Benfica, you know, does what they normally do. They they try to get their players into the best form possible throughout their ICC tournament. Uh, had a couple of good performances and head back to Portugal to start a, a campaign that we all uh, hoped and you know and, and wished for the best, which ultimately it did. It did wind up with us winning the Trinta set. But uh, look, every time, any season, even in a season where Benfica doesn't go out and get reinforcements, it's it's an exciting time for any Benfica. Uh, going into a season because you know it's going to be a season uh, ahead of you with uh, with so much to uh, <laughs> so so many exciting moments coming uh, into off. You just threw me off. Eu para tocar aí nos Berlins, pá. Yeah, but I, I mean, uh, uh, getting into the Champions League and, and understanding that we didn't win the league and we didn't get direct qualifying into the Champions League and having to go through two rounds against two teams that. Obviously, we were much better on paper, but still, uh, one visit to Turkey, one visit to Greece, never good atmospheres to play in. And I know it's early in the season and all three teams were in their early stages, but it was going to be difficult and a lot hinged on the fact of us making Champions League 40 million uh, euros at stake on the line if we made the group stages. So there, there was a lot of anticipation. And I think that for the most part, we had a pretty smooth preseason uh there was some positive results here in in the in north america uh juventus uh dortmund uh and then we we played uh Paok and we played fenerbahce we were able to so it was at that time we were kind of riding high right and don't forget that that first game against Paok at home i believe it was a one-one draw right if i'm not correct mistaken. yeah it was a one-one draw a game that benfica Wasted a lot of opportunities. Their goalkeeper stood on his head. And so you walked away uh, from that game at the side of the loser game that I was very lucky to be at. Uh, you walked away from that game with a sour taste in your mouth because Paul Hawk had done a spectacular job throughout their campaign. So, uh, or, or, you know, cruising through through the Champions League qualifications. They actually had to play more, um, you know, matchups than Benfica did, more playoff matchups than Benfica did. And so, you you know, you kind of started thinking, is this – is this going to be, you know, a tough venue to play in? Because you know their 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 stadium is absolutely crazy hectic over there. Mm. So you start asking questions, but nonetheless, look, Benfica came away uh, with uh, you know flying colors, doing what they had to do. They qualified for the Champions League because anytime a team like like Benfica wants to call themselves a, a big European club and with the magnitude of its fan base, Benfica belongs in the Champions League. So um, I was very happy to see Benfica get through that part. So I mean, I, I, as you said. Very different parts of the season, but yeah. And for first, obje- first objective for sure was uh, was that, 
and we definitely uh we definitely hit it we definitely hit it and it, and we were happy dave how were you feeling at that time of uh, of the season uh, seeing the team in uh, champions league uh, group stages again yeah i know that was a, a more uh, stressful time of the uh, season right to begin the season trying to get that champions league money and i know that was uh, a big objective so I, I can see where you divide the season into fives, but for me personally, um, how I divide the season is before the light and after the light, because uh, anything before the light, uh, it's already erased from my memory, and it was uh, a lot of uh, pain and suffering, and uh, after the light, it got a, a lot better. But uh, if you want to divide it into fives, we can do that uh, as well. Yeah, but so uh, and I'll go into the next uh, my next period uh, where, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's when a dark period starts. It starts at the end of October with losses against Bulnensk and Mureres at that time. It was ooh, at a time that we weren't playing the best football. We were beating teams one nothing two nothing. We were uh, ahead one nothing. And in the second half, we would suffer to hold uh, teams like Tondela. Uh, out so it wasn't the best of times and i think at this point is when uh the socios and adepts really started doubting um Rui Vitoria's ability to lead this team and we really felt that this was all coming into a head yeah you nailed it right on the head it was a time when basically the first uh, group of socios became uh visibly irritated with uh with Rui Vitor. if you guys recall correctly uh we started to see the first uh, white hankies <laughs> as how we see in Portugal uh, with the home home loss to Mureirense followed by uh, the defeat in Jamor uh, against Bulnes. Um So it was, I mean, for me, I had already ruptured with uh, with Rui Vitoria after the group stage uh, the previous season, but <clears throat> not to, to move away from the topic. Benfica started out, um, as we as we touched upon, I thought we had a, a, a good preseason and then those first few games of, of league play, um, you know, we were grabbing the three points, which was uh, which was the most important uh, part uh, of the season. Um, I remember we drew we drew the Sporting in, in the in, in the eternal derby, uh, but then after that, I think we had a good sequence of of, uh, of wins. Um, I think again the deflating uh, part of, of that era of the season um, is again the the Champions League results uh, because Benfica again fails to 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 really get on the rhythm in the group stage um then we had match day three and four with ajax um before that or in between i think was it were the losses to to yeah. Mourinho's and to uh and to Bulnes. and again it, it really sent uh, sent the ship uh into icy waters and that's, not and that's right that's right before porto uh we beat porto one nothing too then we follow it up with three uh, straight defeats. Yeah, good point, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I think we were flying high when uh, when we beat Porto at home, uh, thinking, "Hey, we're gonna take off here." And then all of a sudden, we go from beating Porto at home. I remember there was an international break uh, yeah. to a loss uh, to to Muridins and then and then Bolnish. So you're like, "What the heck's going on?" Um, take it. Yeah, look. Uh, let's not forget in 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 hindsight now uh, when you look at this. Uh, Champions League campaign, uh, Bayern was definitely not at their best. They weren't as the powerful Bayern that we have seen them in years past. And then Ajax turned out to be the Cinderella story of the Champions League. So 
the games that we played against Ajax, uh, and I think Ajax's coach has said that the toughest team that they played against it, it was, was, it was against Rui Vitória's Benfica, right? It was actually their captain, the lit. Was it the, the, the lit? The he lit? said, and I was, and I was, I was smirking because Hugo likes to throw that line around as often as he can that the lit uh, often says that the toughest competition that they faced throughout the whole Champions League campaign, and that includes games against Juventus, games against Real yeah. Madrid, that it was those two games against Benfica. Um Look, at the end of the day, that's a small victory. To me, it means absolutely nothing. Benfica still did not get out of the Champions League group, which is uh, something that this club needs. It's unacceptable. It, absolutely. This club needs to get better at. And now the tough thing is if, 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 if you know, obviously, as we know, Porto is going to go into the qualification through the playoffs uh, as Benfica did last season. Uh, and if Benfica or Ajax don't make the Champions League group, that's the only way Benfica will be in part two. If either one of those clubs makes it to next year's Champions League, and Ajax should because they, I believe they, they, they won the the, 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 but, the Dutch. The, the... But, you, but you know what, Chris? No, no. It has to do with Arsenal. If Arsenal wins the Europa League, then Benfica goes to part three. No, no, but it, also has to do, but it also has to do with Porto to Porto. If Porto qualifies, yeah. then Benfica goes to part three, Porto goes to part, part, yeah, part two. So that, that also comes into play. And Ajax, some way, somehow, Ajax is in there. It's it's both of them. If either one or the other doesn't make it, I don't know what it is, but I know that it's both of them, Porto and, and, and Ajax. So Benfica has a, you know, uh, there's a possibility that, that they – are in part three, which then but, makes things even more difficult heading into next uh, next season. So, I mean, you talk about two – I don't want to say disastrous. Last, the year before was absolutely the worst campaign I think, in the Portuguese team. I think part three guys could actually turn out to be a blessing in disguise because, oh. let's face it, I mean, we've been in part one the last uh, th two out of three years, and we've bowed out of the group stage. And then last year, obviously, we, we fell to part two, but we drew Ajax out of part three. Again, it's time for me to get to put their big boy pants on to show how big of a football club they are in Europe. Um, and, and, and basically enough with the excuses and let's just go. Let's just again, let's let's play football and, and get out of the groups. Yeah. So being That's in part big. three. So being in part three is actually a blessing in disguise. What are you drinking over there, bro? Be, depending on who's on part two. But then, but then that depends. Exactly. That depends. <laughs> I mean, you can say that for any. I mean, it all depends on the luck of the draw. I mean, don't tell me. Odds are. Considering. You go. The odds are. And considering, things are considering, considering, we can't handle handle the Basels of the world, right? The no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! This, this, this is a new Benfica <laughs> era. Uh, let's 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 not remember those uh, eras under Rui Bombo Vitória. Uh, boys, those now, fantasmas are real, though. Those we, no, we actually have a coach uh, that can lead us like through uh, so the group well. stages of Champions League, or else I, I would like to think from what what I've Listen, seen. And I'm sure we'll touch on this uh, later on in, in the show, but there's a huge cloud that says Frankfurt luring over me as well. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we we could we could talk about that. But but look, it's definitely different different circumstances. You're gonna have a whole preseason to work. You're probably gonna have surgical uh, buys that are going to fit into uh, what uh, Brunelage wants. So we'll see. Um, the ne the next period that, that I broke the season is is the third period and is the, the moment where Vitoria is supposed to be sacked and everything seems prepared for him to be sacked. We had a, a whole podcast here where we were already talking like he was sacked. I remember when it was, it was when we had uh, when we had Seixedo on. And uh, Seixedo did promise he was going to come back when Benfica won uh, the title. 
and I couldn't get him for this one. No, but we I, didn't, I, no, that was, no, yeah, I yeah. Was here, no, I was here. We basically you said, weren't here. Yes, I was. No, 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 no. I was the, the pod the podcast that we recorded where we thought Rui Vitoria was fired. Yeah. Chris was here. Then he went on a long hiatus, and yeah. then oh, okay. and then she, yeah, uh, came along. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're absolutely right. Sorry, because I was here. I was part of. The whole funeral arrangement thing, you know what I mean? I, I laid it all out. I had the, you know, it was, we had the, Chris was the Chris uh, was hammering for JJ back yeah, then. And JJ was coming in. Everybody, yeah, coming. that's right. Yep, JJ yeah. was coming. Tinha, tinha do you Jesus? Do you Jesus? a posição funeral, o fato para o homem vestir e tudo. Everything. Padre and, uh, and tudo. And then, 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 Listen, it wasn't to be. Um, and then actually, actually, the next week when he did get fired, I believe we just replayed the, the we replayed the, the podcast. Yeah, we did the replay the exactly because we all gave our thoughts. Yeah, I mean it was a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, but I think I think I think that night, uh, Luis Fibiero was in his room and he heard the podcast and he said, <laughs> and nah, he nah, heard I, the podcast. If I bring in JJ, those guys. if I bring in JJ, this guy Cristiano is gonna be like, you know patting himself on the back and he's so like i can't i can't do this to this guy so uh i gotta bring victoria back and that's exactly what he did so it took him another week to get another loss against uh a Pol week no it was more oh, it, was it was like five three weeks, weeks. Five it or six it, weeks. yeah it was a whole it was a whole month uh and in in that month he, he actually had uh, uh yeah that's right he a win around. against uh, braga which everyone seemed okay well this is this is headed in the right direction after this vote of confidence the by six Luis Fiera. The 6-2. Uh, right? Yeah, the 6-2. And then he has a tie at home, a tie uh, away against Avs and a, and a loss and away struggle, against Portimonense. And we struggle against a bunch of uh, butchers and construction Guys workers. Monks. And Tassa, and Mon 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 Montaleg. Montaleg. Yeah. That's right. One nothing we one won. Nothing. One exactly. nothing. We beat Messi right. now 10 nothing, but we can't, we struggled to score goals against no, Montaleg. Was, you guys uh, keep mixing things up. But yeah, so that would, that to me was uh, was the fourth moment, was that Avish, uh tie and, and the loss to Portimonense that, that basically left us left us seven points behind and ultimately would end up uh, costing uh, Rui Vitoria his job. Ruben Diaz and uh, Jardel Sabotage. <laughs> the two, two uh, own goals by, by the center they defenders. They set them up. They set them up. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that's that's definitely the fourth moment, and then the fifth moment for me is is Laj uh, taking over and his impressive domestic record, coupled with uh, good quality football that we saw from this team. I think that there was it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, I think it was a, a reaffirming of our thoughts. Uh, that we thought that this team had a lot of quality, yet they weren't being coached the right way in order to fulfill their full potential. Uh, and I think for me, this is what was most depressing and most frustrating to feel that helplessness of of knowing that this team could be doing a lot better and not uh, and not fulfilling their expectations. And don't forget, he gets appointed interim uh, uh, coach and he promotes the four kids, Ferro, Florentino. Jota and uh, who the hell was the other one? Zlobin. Zlobin. That's right. Uh, he promoted those kids, and Ferro went on to play a huge part uh, in the Benfica success. Florentino later on, uh, due to Gabriel's injury, became a, a key part of the team. Uh, obviously, Jota didn't play as much because Benfica had other options, but you can tell the kids, you know, there's a player there. But yeah, nonetheless, look, Laj, that one time, that, 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 that one time, that time when he was appointed uh, coach, I think 
that the players look like they found their happiness once again. Uh, the one thing to me that was most impressive was all the confidence he instilled in place. You could tell even Florentino made his debut for the team. They're just on the sideline smiling. And you could tell this guy is, is a, you know, a player's manager. And, uh, you know, fast forward a couple months later and you see, uh, obviously, the the, tr the tremendous results that, that they've gotten from youngsters, from, from the veterans. Just, these guys adore playing for this guy. Chris, you left out the most important thing that Laj did. You know what that is? Yeah, he won a game on the road in Turkey. No, false. Okay. He introduced oh. João Felix into the lineup. He pursued well, João Felix Maizdes. João Felix was already playing. He was. His, yeah, he, his, wasn't, he wasn't. A starter. Time, he wasn't a, he wasn't a he starter. Was time, but... And then he was playing on the left wing. Yeah. I, I mean. Look, I guess left wing is better than left back, right? But uh, I mean, Hugo, I just I was just pointing out a couple. It wasn't that I forgot. Obviously, you could mention to Samadis. You could yeah. I mean you could go many different ways, but I'm just saying when they appointed him, that was the first thing he did was they call up the four kids. And yes, you're right. He made Juan Felix a key part of the team. He said, Look, this kid's gonna start on my team, he's not gonna play on the left, he's not gonna play 20 minutes, he's not gonna work. Yeah, but look, he's done so many good things that it's hard to just single out one thing that he did for Benfica. Yeah, and and I agree. He's told that that uh, that that story about uh, about Jean Felix, how he was driving home from from the Kasha football camp campus, and he stopped the car, and he was thinking that I got to get this kid to play, you know. So th there's all these stories have come out now, and and, and hearing Brun Lage speak and and being interviewed and explaining some of the thought process that he was that he was going through, uh, the biggest thing, and and he knew that there was a, a huge uh, rift, uh, not rift, but perhaps there was a huge separation uh, between the fans and the team. And I think that the first thing that he said that he was going to try to do, he was going to try to bring the fans back, gain the fans confidence. And I think that when you start hearing speeches like that and, and discourses like that, you really you really feel that this guy knows what he's doing. Right. Because obviously he knows that the team is not able to do uh, anything without the fan support. Uh, and he knew that in order to do that, the team needed to play better, needed to play more attractive, needed to play more attacking. And I think that's where he started. And oftentimes he left himself exposed at the back um, because he was so much more attacking. He, he brought the high press, he brought the counter press, and it really produced results. And it didn't take too long before the fans were again supporting the team look aside from knowing his football very well this guy is a great communicator he's a great storyteller he knows how to transmit confidence to others he's he was able to get the fans on his side because you could tell the, the fans are kind of turned a little bit on the club you know obviously the, the negative results were impacting the way people felt about this club and then the the, the indecisions by the president of should he go should he not go and then bringing in jj a lot of people disputed that as well which you know, I still I'm a firm believer that had a lot to do with that light that night being on in his room. Uh, but look, Laj is just he's, he's he's been tremendous for this club. I think uh, he knows how to speak. And, and at the end of the day, being able to transmit that message in a positive way is half the battle. And he does. And I think the fans relate to that. And I think, like, like I said, listening to the guy, he's I know we often say, you know, breath of fresh air, but he's exactly that. I he, mean, has, tremendous. he has been values. Yeah. Let's uh let's let's give the mic to Dave. He hasn't spoken in a little bit. Uh Dave, let's uh let's talk about uh for you uh what were some of the highs, what were some of the lows and and perhaps a moment in a season that you remember uh the most vivid or something that was perhaps the most impactful for you. 
Yeah, the most impactful uh, moment for me this season has to be at the uh, 20th minute mark of that uh, game against Ruiwav, uh, Bruno Lodge's first game in charge. Uh, we go down uh, 2 nothing uh, right away against uh, Ruiwav. And uh, like we discussed, the fans were already uh, against the uh, the team at this point. But you know what? you got to give the fans credit because they were the ones that actually... Uh, kept cheering, kept pushing this team on, and it could have been really easy. You know, they just fired their coach, new coaches in there, and they're down to nothing to uh, Rio Wav at the uh, Stadio de Luz. But uh, the fans kept uh, push, chanting and supporting this team at that moment. And I think with that, uh, that game in particularly, uh, that was the uh, switch of the season because that's the first game that uh, Laj has. Uh, Juan Felix playing as a secondary striker with uh, Seferovic up top. And uh, from there, we really didn't uh, look back. It was just uh, onwards and upwards. So that would be uh, my moment of the season. Uh, you want to go into the high or you want me to go, you go, and then you, you go come back to the high? Uh, yeah, that so that would be the that would be the high one of my highs and uh, moment of the season. Of course, beating Porto at the Dragon, that's... Uh, Another high moment, you know, uh, we go down early, uh, one nothing, one nothing, and then Juan Felix uh, scores, goes and celebrates in front of the uh, uh, the SD. Uh, but then Rafa picks him up right away. You know, like the job's not over. We got to go and score another one, and sure enough, Rafa goes and scores the uh, the second goal in the second half. So that's another uh, big moment, and also beating Galatasaray. Uh, 2-1 in Turkey with that young squad. Like uh, That was our first ever win in Turkey, and uh, I know we've mentioned it before, but the, the ball's on Laj to bring out that uh, young squad in Turkey, and uh, we came out with the 2-1 result. So those were my highs of the season. Yeah. Ugu, moment of the season and, and your highs. Moment of the season for me, uh, again, being there personally, obviously was a victory in the, in the Dragon. Um, not only was it uh, the turning point in the season, I felt, but it was a moment where um, Befica pretty much put their stamp down on the league and, and said, hey, uh, this is going to be our season. The Conquista is going to be real. Um, and we just came into your house and, and basically leapfrogged you into first place. Uh, and then for me, obviously, it was extra special being there. Uh, my first classic live uh, in that stadium because I had already watched one in Luz. Um, around that atmosphere um, was was extra special, and I thought it was it was it was the high moment of the season and the turning point of the season. Uh, other highs, obviously, guys. These are the, these. It's an easy one. The coaching change is a high in the season. Um, Dave touched on it as well earlier. The 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 victory in Turkey because it brought the belief that Kilgren uh, Benfica, there's no Turpeyes is back. Um, unfortunately, it didn't uh, end the way we all wanted to. Um, but those are pretty much the, the I, I just wanted to mention one more, the victory in Alvalade, because if you guys recall, I think Porto had dropped points, and correct me if I'm wrong, at Guimarães that weekend. Um, and then that victory in Alvalade was absolutely crucial and vital uh, to pull us uh, two more points uh, closer to first place and obviously then set up our, our, our brilliant uh, finish to the season. Uh, but those for me are, are my highest, guys. Cristiano, moment of the season in, in, in uh, higher eyes for you. Moment of the season, I think uh, I'd have to agree with uh, both gentlemen here on the podcast that the victory at the Dragon, I think, uh, was, you know, was spectacular. Uh, a place that Benfica hasn't won many games over the last 20 years. 
um, trailing in that game early on and having the ability to turn the game around. I thought I thought it showed tremendous composure. It showed tremendous character. It showed what this club was about, that no moment was too big for this club and that um, they'd overcome anything. Uh, my turning point of the season, though, um, was – the, the 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 firing of, of Rivitori and appointing uh, Bruno Lodge because once he came in, everything changed. The positive attitude, the players, uh, you could tell they enjoyed play, playing football once again. To me, that was the turning point of the season. That, that you know, uh, uh, you know, I know Hugo and I go you know over this often about the turning point of the season, but to me, it's the appointment of uh, of uh, of of. Um, Brunelage. Obviously, all the other moments you guys mentioned. I mean, I I I agree a hundred percent at the victory in Turkey with the youngest squad, and you know, being the first coach to get a victory for Benfica, uh, you know, in those grounds. I you know, in that, in that country, I should say. Obviously, you know, there's so many, so many, so many moments that you could turn to, but I think these guys have mentioned uh, all the same ones I would as well. Uh, I think it's a tremendous job by Dave when he mentioned uh, Lodge's first game, Benfica being down, trailing two zero in the first twenty minutes. It just looked like the house was going to come down. All of a sudden, the fans stood up and chanted in support of the club and helped them fight through. Juan Felix gets two goals. Federico gets two goals. And before you know it, you won 4-2 in a tremendous Revita Volta. Um, there's just so many moments, but I think the ones that stand out the most are the ones that the guys uh, mentioned before, and I, I concur with them wholeheartedly. Yeah, I I think that because of the circumstances and where we came from before, uh, before Lodge, um, I think the highs became much higher, um, more significant, more impactful because of what we had gone through and and the suffering, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes, the suffering that we were put through uh, watching uh, the the bumble ball um, was definitely uh, something that uh, I was dying to, to get out of. I didn't even know how we we're going to finish the season in that fashion. Uh, but yeah, I, I share with you guys the highs, the victories at the Dragon, the convincing win in Alvalade for four. Could have been a lot, that could have been a lot more. Four, two, could have been a lot more. Uh, and for me, the moment of the season that you can't, you can't get away from it is I think is Bruno Lage uh, take over. But like you, like you mentioned, everything that, that happened on a positive scale after Bruno Lage, uh, um, Took over and look. There's a lot of remarkable feats, and as Cristiano mentioned, uh, first Portuguese coach to to win uh, in Turkey. Uh, there's a lot of remarkable feats that that this man accomplished in so little time, especially not having senior team head coach experience. And Rui Costa was interviewed to record, and if if that was the biggest doubt that uh, the people, uh, him and and Fiero, uh, Aviera were. They had the biggest doubt was that whether uh, Laj was ready to lead a team of men because he hadn't had that experience up until that point. But they said from the very first day, from the very first practice and the very first speech um, that he had with the team to talk the team talk, they knew exactly that this was the guy uh, for the job. So um, for me, that's the moment uh, of this season. I don't like I, I don't like that that nonsense. I don't like that music. <laughs> if they knew right away why they wait so long to extend them. Well, I just, they just didn't know. They didn't know. But once they well, heard they don't him say, speak. They don't say it's the first day. Once they heard him speak, they knew he was ready. Um, as far as the low for me, I think uh, I've already mentioned this. The, the feeling of frustration and helplessness, knowing that the, the talent was there and the team could do so much better. And we weren't, and there was so much wasted, uh, wasted talent that uh, you know we were seeing Gabriel 
I, I mean, I, I even have doubts on whether or not Ferreira could have prospered under Laj at this point, right? Because if he was able to recuperate Tarabt, couldn't, couldn't he have recuperated Ferreira? I mean, Ferreira under Fonseca was very, very successful under Ferreira at Shakhtar. Why wouldn't he be successful Fonseca. under Brun Laj? Uh, I'm sorry, Fonseca. Um, so, Cristiano, for you, a low of the season, something that really was like, this is freaking rock bottom for me. Oh, man. <laughs> putting, putting you on the spot. No, no, no. I I, I was going to say the whole first half until Lodge was replaced, but obviously you have some positive results with the victory against Porto. Uh, but I'm going to go. I, I guess the lowest of the lowest came in that 2-0 loss in Portimones because you didn't see things get better. A team just falls to seven points behind Football Club de Porto. And at that point, it looked it, it made things look very, very, very difficult for me if you get to recuperate at that time, unless there was a coaching change. And then even with a coaching change, you still saw things very difficult because now not only do you need the opposition, you know, your, your direct rivals to lose points, but you gotta pick up every point possible. Uh so I think that that that, that moment right there, I think that that really sunk in and, and it made it made things really difficult for me. Um, made me even question what the hell am I going to say on the podcast? Just do I go crazy? <laughs> do I support? <laughs> At know? times we didn't even know what to say. Yeah, it just it's just because obviously you want to believe in this team because you know there's a talent there. But when there's so much, so many negative results and and such little football being played at the time, it just made it very difficult. Obviously, there's probably some 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 more obvious choices that Hugo and Dave will mention. But to me, that that point, and you know, obviously not 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 taking into account. Anything with the uh, you know afterwards with 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 the because uh, Hugo will get to this to the to the Frankfurt results and stuff like that, but to me that 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 Portimonense game to me was was obviously the lowest. Yeah, Hugo, you want to go into your uh, low of the season or lows, however yeah. you put it. Uh, unfortunately, Chris spoiled it for me. Uh, I was just gonna say, ironically, believe it or not, my lowest point of the season came under Lodge, and that's a bit unfair. Uh, to Burun Laj and, and, and obviously to that positive era that, that we entered into with him at the helm. Um, but for me, surely, uh, the way I felt after that Frankfurt loss um, definitely was my lowest point of the season. Um, obviously, having won the first leg uh, 4-2, and I remember uh, calling uh, Chris after that leg, and I was, I was equally low after the first leg because I felt, again, here's a squad that is playing um, a man up for 75 minutes or so of that game and conceded two away goals that I thought, unfortunately, was later proven uh, two weeks later, that I thought was going to be a, a, dev a terrible result uh, to give up those two away goals. Um, and then to, to go to Frankfurt, um, obviously give up the first goal the way that we did with that, uh, obviously, horrendous refereeing decision. Um, but to walk away from that game, uh, having an empty feeling where basically you felt like these players went through the motion. Um, I don't know if Laja's message uh, was passed on to them that day or not. But again, I just think that uh, everyone at Benfica from uh, the president all the way down to the staff uh, really let the fan base down that day. Um, we had about four, four to five thousand traveling away supporters that night that uh, coming in from all parts of Europe as only Benfica fans do. Um, and again, it was just an empty feeling. I could taste that semifinal against uh, 
uh, Chelsea already, and and potentially we could have been playing an Europa League final tomorrow. I would have been in Baku, uh, probably with Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, tu gostas mas é tudo que acaba em cu. No, in all seriousness, that was my low point of the season. I mean, Hugo, not not again. This is your opinion. I'm not, but that was low. I mean, you want to tell me that was the most frustrating part of the season? I'm with you because to me that was. I mean, we were together watching that second leg. That, that sh we couldn't even talk to each other. How freaking heated we were. But that the lowest—that was not. I mean, that's got to be the most infuriate, not the lowest. I mean, come on, you can't tell me that. That was my lowest you, point of the season. That was lower than, than yeah. losing two zero. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, the way I was brought up, being raised a Benfica fan, of my dad, my grandfather, all all of my my ancestors. Again, everyone always reiterated to me that what made Benfica a giant is European success. And as much as I love to win domestically, the leagues, the cups, I want to see Benfica finally bury that hatchet in Europe. And again, as you and I both know, um, the best way for us to bury that hatchet, unfortunately, right now, is is to win the Europa League. And we had, I feel, a golden opportunity this season to get back into a European final. Um, coming coming away again with a two goal lead, although conceding two away goals. The expectations were there to at least crack the semifinal. And the fact that we went to Frankfurt and lost the way that we did, I wouldn't have a problem if we went there, we played, Frankfurt played, and, and look, we didn't get the result, so be it. But the way we lost, that that's why that to me was the lowest point of the season. I want to see Benfica reconquer that European glory that uh, that everyone uh, always talks about. For this, I, I, I grew up on those same values, but for this, opa, no me digas, no me digas. I mean, I'm with you, bro. That was, but come on, lowest point. You have 25 other jornadas to rectify those results. And the Frankfurt game, listen, again, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's my lowest point of the season, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah, no, we do. We, it's just, not that we disagree. It's yeah. just, uh, I don't disagree with you, Hugo. I just, I, I get, I completely <laughs> understand. Dave, uh, for you, uh, some of the lows or low of the season. Well, we'll touch, we've already touched about Portimonense, but um, the three games get after we beat uh, Football Club de Porto at home and we like dropped three straight there. That's got to be pretty low just from the, the high that we were on from beating Porto. And then uh, the 5-1 thrashing that we had against uh, Bayern Munich uh, too, because that was supposed to be, that's what triggered uh, Rui Vitoria supposed to be going out the first time. And we were all here. We recorded the podcast, uh, thinking that he's on his way out. But uh, after after that five one defeat, and he was still brought back. Even that when we go and we get some results against Fadens and, and and clubs like that, it was still a very low point uh, part of the season. We we were winning, but even the fans were still not with the team, and we were coming out with these one nothing results against Stubal and Maritimu and even one one nothing against Montalegre like we like I said so I think that whole month of December was just a real low part of the season yeah, yeah. along along with the Portimonense result the, the, and I'm not even trying to be funny here cuz now just like I said I'm started thinking and stuff but the lowest point was obviously when I found out that that, that Rivitor was coming back when the light was <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, that was because look, and Ruby is a nice guy, and we sit here, and I mean, if if for those of you that that have listened to the podcast for years now, you know that Steve and I went in on him uh, in his first year, 
Um, it kind of took a little convincing to get Alfredo on board with us because Alfredo, oh, he's a lot nicer guy than, than than I am for sure. I don't know about Steve, but you know, Steve's nicer than I am as well. But when it comes to football, Steve likes to, you know, not not likes, but he finds the flaws right away because he has such a keen eye. Um, and if you listen to to the podcast for, for you know for years now, you know that we uh we've always liked him as a person. He's you know we've said we've said the the we've used the line many times that he's the type of guy. I hope my daughter comes come you know brings home to to, to meet us. Uh, but football wise, the guy left a lot to be desired. Um, and again, this is not a knock on him. It's not a knock on his personality. Um, but soccer wise, Benfica was not playing. To, to the level that we demand as Benfiquistas. And it seemed like everyone at the club was just passive. It was like, you know, we lost 5-0 to, ba- to Basilea. Oh, it's okay. You know, because the <laughs> Champions League. Like, and it just seemed like for, for, for a while there, the last year and a half with the Rui Vitor, it seemed like, you know, that, that, that Benfiquistas had become complacent. And no longer was there that demand that Hugo referenced before that we grew up with. Right, that that Noite Europeias, that Benfica was was a European, uh, you know, powerhouse. That Benfica was gonna fill out the stadium, and fans are gonna come out and chant. And Benfica's gonna put out, you know, a great effort, and they're gonna win these European games. And and all of a sudden, it was just like, you know, we're content with competing for the Tasa da Liga and winning as many Tasas of Cerveja as, as we can. And and so when they brought him back, that that was pretty pretty low. You know what I mean? Because like here, I, I thought obviously. Imagine to you guys that they didn't even know anything about Lodge, right? But to myself, who is a self-confessed, and I've, I have no problem admitting it, uh, a JJ fan, I'm thinking that this guy is going to be appointed, you know, next Benfica coach. I'm thinking he's going to turn the club around. I didn't think, you know, there was a chance that they, you know, overcome Porto, but at least coming into next season, you know how he is. He's going to demand change. He's going to demand signings. So blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, you know, we do this big podcast here. We go to bed and then wake up with, yeah. What the, you know what I mean? So that that was that was another low point. And again, I wish the guy nothing but but you know but the best. Uh, you know the guy's he's he's won a title now in Qatar. He's doing well. But look, stay Saudi away. Arabia or whatever. It's close. They're up there. <laughs> um, stay away from Benfica. Yeah, no, stay away from Benfica. Stay away from Portugal if you can. No, right? goes, no I, he's already going up north. He's going up north. Where? Portugal. Up north where? Oh, JJ. Uh, oh, yeah. Talking about I was gonna say, I was, uh, you beat me. You beat me to it, uh, Dave. Chris, as much as you hate to say this, that goes for Georges as well. Stay the hell away from the club. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you guys right. should all kiss the 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 the, the, the floor, the, the the ground he walks in, bro. Let's. Uh, the guy brought nah. for a club that hadn't done shit in twenty years, but blah blah. Follow me. It's part of being a big club. Let's uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's uh, get into our next segment, which are our uh, season-ending awards, uh, and I'll I'll give a little bit of background on on what these are and and uh, who these are for or what what kind of player these are for. So we have best defensive player, best offensive player. Uh, we have uh, most improved revelation MVP and disappointment and new this year. We have the monk award. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory. And uh, we probably all going to agree with who gets this Monko award, but uh, just consider it as the the what, what do you call it in uh, Italy the bidon bidon? I call it the chicken fingers award. <laughs> <laughs> Why got a hit on chicken fingers like that? Why the chicken fingers Our good award? Friend Mike Corbett, yeah, uh, 
always referenced to me the chicken finger and he, and he gave me that title a while back uh so anytime i gave any type of award it would it would be named the chicken finger award so it's not sponsored by kfc or popeyes even though if you're listening you're more than welcome to send us a check and we'll reference you guys at every opportunity we can but i will also be giving out my chicken finger award for player of the season okay so that's the, not the bidon, the that, bidon that's not the, bidon. the, the mongo no, no, that's the not the Monko award. The Monko. So you got a special award just, just that you're just, you're awarding. That's it. I'm I'm making the rules up today, and I'm just. Not Where's the trophy? What is the criteria for the Chicken Finger uh, Award? Uh, who I thought was the best player, who deserves. Uh, okay, you know, I best just, player of the season. I didn't know what you the call criteria it was. MVP. I call it. I give it Chicken Finger Award. Okay, good. Um, cool, right. So I guess uh, Ugu, you want to go first? Best uh, defensive player for you. That one's easy. Uh, fair. Okay. Fair to me. You want to elaborate? Sure. No, uh, I remember actually being at Chris's house watching that derby for the Tasport Gal, right, Chris? Where mm-hmm. Fer was introduced um, by Brun Lage. And he talked uh, the whole think, time. He didn't go watch the game. Jardel, the time. Jardel came off hurt. And um, from that moment on, Il Pogotstaka, as we say. I mean, the kid has been, was absolutely lights out. And to me, he was Bifika's Defender of the Year. Um, and I mean, quite honestly, he got, uh, uh, snubbed of a national team presence right now for that final four in the nation's league. Um, I believe he's been that good. Um, and again, I credit him with, uh, being right up there with, as one of the MVPs of, of, uh, of the season for sure. Okay. Dave, best offensive. Uh, I don't I don't uh, disagree what he just said about Ferru, but uh, only because he came in January, he wasn't here the first half. I have to give it to uh, Ruben Diaz um, for every every good play uh, that uh, Ferru did. Uh, Ruben uh, was just as good. I know he had a couple of uh, hiccups there, uh, like between February and March, but he was here from the beginning. So I got to give it to him just based on more uh, time played. Yeah, Ruben Diaz, four goals, and he was actually the player that played the most minutes for Benfica, the number one uh, most used player. Uh, for me, the defensive player of the year is Grimaldo, and, and perhaps uh, I'm looking at Grimaldo and, and not not much for his defensive abilities. Which I was going to say, what a li- he's more of a liability defensive. Which is, you know, he's not he's not the worst, but, uh, I mean, when you're looking at a left back that has had the impact that he's had, uh, seven goals was also the third most used player in this squad. And understanding the previous two seasons, the injury issues that he's had, and to be able to have a, a season where he was – uh, very consistent as far as staying healthy and then having seven goals and I don't know how many assists. I know it's it's odd to be picking a player and, and pointing out his offensive abilities and uh, giving him the best defensive player award, but still, uh, a fullback these days could play both sides of the line. Cristiano, for you, best defensive player. I Look, I, 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 I agree with everything you guys all said. I think uh, Francisco, what's his name? Francisco Ferro. No, it's not Ferro. Francisco Ferreira. Francisco Ferreira has, has a very... Por isso que o gajo não tem pé esquerdo todo torto. Now, Francisco Ferreira, also known as Ferro, uh, has a very, very bright future. I think the kid shocked myself, shocked a lot of people. We knew, I, I, I'd never imagined in a, million years, in a million years that he had the feet that he has. Very composed. The guy does everything well, and I think the future is very bright. Grimaldo, again, I have a hard time get, awarding someone the Defensive Player of the Year award when he's not very good defensively. Uh, 
so to me, the award goes to uh, Ruben Diaz. Uh, the guy was the Brasfer back there. He played every single minute of the Campeonato. Um, or, or did he? Did he play every single minute? Uh, did he miss it? He missed Yeah, exactly. He missed the game due to suspension, but he played a lot. He, uh, The guy was there week in, week out. Um, <laughs> That's all right. The show must go on. Yeah, go well, let Dave talk. I don't know what to do. I mean, how to. You know what that means, right? Yeah. That's all right. We could we could switch to here. Hey. <laughs> Wait, what happened? The, yeah, our, we're having technical our, difficulties. Our main camera is, uh, is running out of battery. I have other batteries, though. Maybe. I, did I charge those? I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so fe- uh, so so Ruben Diaz gets my defensive player to your award. Um workhorse back there. Yes, he had some hiccups, but nonetheless, due to the fact that he played the most minutes of any player on the Benfica roster in the whole league and all that in all Campeonato Portugues. Um and you know, let's not forget, he was pretty good at times as well. Even though he did come up with some bonehead plays, but he gets my my defensive player of the year. Uh, Ferro needs to 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 play more than like 13, 14 games, you know what I mean? I can't award somebody that for playing. Yeah, and that's that's where my criteria was and I think if I would have picked the center back, I would have picked Ferro over Ruben Diaz. And I want to oh, what do you mean for the future? But we'll go over that in a minute. We'll go over that when they'll keep by sell long. Oh, yeah. Now, but, but, but we also got to give an yo nomination, right? To 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 Almeida, who's a lot better than any you know a lot better than any of us would have anticipated. Last year, he had a really good year. And then this year, the guy actually got um, better going forward. So, yeah. obviously, you know, want to mention him. Uh, honorable mention, but uh, Ruben Diaz is my guy. Best offensive player, Christian. Best offensive player. Peasy. Uh, Hugo. Jean Felix. Uh, Dave. Rafa. He, uh, for all the goals, Seferovic. And uh, João Felix scored. Uh, Rafa was that missing piece that connected the uh, mid f- up to the uh, striker position. Yeah. Um, PT second most used, 15 goals, assist leader of the league. I mean, Seferovic, 27 uh, goals uh, in all competitions. Rafa, 21 goals in all competitions. So, all the all those three guys, I think they deserve uh, they deserve a nomination or they deserve the prize. I'm going to go with Pizzi because I, I just felt that he was a, a lot more Dave, complete. You know how hard it is for me to say. Well, I was going to say, I did. I listened to last oh, year's oh, recap oh, this morning, and we hammered on Pizzi. We were saying this guy no, is so I, gave, I, think, I think I gave it to him as well last year. At the end of the no, day. No chance. No chance. Yeah, you got to listen to like If our good friend. Peggy's listening. He's the guy you, you, he likes to cut out and he remembers everything from his, every single podcast. So if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter, Peggy, please. But I'm pretty sure I, I had to swallow my pride and I had to say ultimately <laughs> it was him. And the same thing this year. Look, the guy. The league MVP. The, the guy, two years ago. Two years ago, PT had a good season. Last year, he had a crap okay, season. Then, yeah. then that's probably what it was. Then two, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because yeah. they won that. It was the first. Yeah, that's what it was. Two years ago, I. Yeah, then that's probably what it was. I'm just getting my. I'm getting my thoughts uh, mixed up. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but too many, too many podcasts to remember. Um, but yeah, Peasy, man, the guy. Look, sometimes he goes missing against you know quality opposition. He's tremendous against the Monkus, but at the end of the day, his numbers speak for himself. Yeah, so, I mean, tremendous, I, tremendous amount of assists. I think that uh, I think that uh, that Brun Lage also brought out uh, the best Peasy. As you guys see, we had to we had to move change cameras. 
thank God we had another camera set up, but uh, we're going to try to fix that other one. But uh, for me, yeah, I think that PT uh, was spectacular, and I think that uh, Brunelage really brought the best of him. Uh, I don't think that he had to play on a defensive side of the ball as much, uh, and that allowed him to be fresher and be more creative, to have more creative uh, freedom um, to to produce and, and, and to really uh, put Benfica at a different uh, at a different level. Of course, he didn't play in the middle, as you guys know, but uh, you know he was he was just as uh, productive uh, for Benfica as he was a couple of years ago when he was named uh, League MVP, and and this year again he was uh, named League MVP. Uh, let's I, go. go ahead. I just wanted to add that uh, those two choices. Uh, that uh, that were mentioned, PZ and Rafa, obviously are, are phenomenal uh, choices as well. I just think my criteria went with, I don't think we'll ever see another season from a 19-year-old like Jean Felix's season, where obviously here's a kid who's making the jump from the B team to the first team. Um, and, and Dave, I mean, you're the stats guy. I think he had, uh, I believe it was 19 goals. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Across all competitions, that sounds about right. I mean, that is you got to tip your hat to to a season like that from from a, a kid in an academy product. On top of that, yeah, no, uh, I have uh, some other award reserved for Felix. Um, let's go with uh, most improved. Then for me, most improved definitely uh, Samadish, uh, and I don't think there there's many uh, of of you that probably will uh, dispute that unless you have uh, some something else. But for me, most improved player of the season, and obviously knowing where he came from, where he has been the past uh, two and a half years, uh, is definitely something when you look at and, and you got to consider that. Uh, I mean, for me, is definitely most improved. Dave, most improved for you? Seferovic. This guy was uh, nowhere to be seen this past summer. I don't disagree with your Samadis um, pick there. He was on my list for sure, but... Uh, Seferovic uh, got no no run during the uh, summer preseason, and uh, he actually played more than uh, Samadi. Samadi was only brought into the uh, the roster once Laj came in. Seferovic uh, was already starting to perform and uh, score, even with uh, Rui Vittoria as the uh, the manager. So I got to give it to uh, my Swiss boy uh, Seferovic. Ugu. Yeah, Dave stole my choice, but to be different, I'm going to say Rafa. Um, and the reason I'm going to say Rafa is because, as you guys know, uh, the last two or three years, um, we had never seen Rafa's full potential. And I think that uh, for the first time uh, in his career, uh, he was able to materialize and finish a lot of the good football that he has and a lot of the good combinations that he initiates. Um, I mean, the guy is one of the fastest players uh, he's definitely the fastest player in Portugal. He's got to be one of the fastest players in Europe. Um, and now to finally put the ball in the back of the net the way he's doing, uh, hopefully it continues for him uh, because obviously uh, Benfica will benefit from it uh, down the road again. So I think to me, Rafa was the most improved player this season. Yeah, no, understanding where uh, Rafa came from really and uh, what he had gone through or how we uh, showed himself in the past few years and seeing what uh, what he was this season. And I mean, Cristiano uh, had every right to mention that at one point, Rafa was Benfica's most dangerous player. Uh, and uh, I don't know if that's how he feels, Cristiano. Uh, who do you think, uh, who, for you, who's who was the most improved player of the season? 
I heard uh, Sferovic, right? Somebody said Sferovic? Sferovic and Rafa. Rafa. And I said Samaris. I, I think they're all great candidates. But to me, it comes it comes down to Sferovic. I think, look, not just the Pichichi of the league top top scorer. The guy was, was on his way out. And, and to be able to fight and have the right attitude and the right mindset – to fight through the acquisitions of Ferreira and Castillo and then still not getting a single minute in the preseason and having the right attitude to, you know, to fight through that and, and fight for your place and then getting on the field and keeping a positive attitude and being able to get on the back of the, you know, the back of the net and score goals and make such an impact uh, for this club. I think for that, he gets my most improved, uh, uh, because I mean, the guy, this is the best season in the history of, of, of his life. <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. That's yeah. pretty impressive. So uh, he gets my vote for most improved. Uh, Ugu, revelation player. Revelation player. Um, I'd have to say Seferovic. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I think uh, Chris and Dave pretty much said it all about him. Um, yeah, I mean, the guy rose from, from the darkest of, of days to, to be one of the heroes of the season. So I'd give him the the revelation of the season. Dave? I have João Felix here as my uh, number one uh, revelation, but I think he already came into this team with that that hype uh, for those who watched him on the uh, Benfica B, but uh, he lived up to his hype uh, once the... uh, the calendar turned and Bruno Lage came and took over this squad. So I have João Felix uh, as my revelation, but uh, honorable uh, mention to Ferru uh, as well on that one. Yeah, for me, uh, the revelation player is Ferru just because of the the how he burst onto the scene, uh, how he was basically unexpected. He came in in the game that he came in, which was already mentioned here against Sporting, was able not to miss a beat. Uh, and understanding the competition that he was against. He was against Jardelli. Conti had been there, but Conti hadn't really shown himself uh, right. Uh, Diaz had, uh, had staked the place in the starting 11. Uh, and he's a kid that comes in and, and he doesn't look um, nervous. He doesn't look to uh, feel the, the weight of the shirt. And he just stepped in and he, and he played. And for me, at one point, and for a good part of the season, while he was uh, playing and, and partner up with Ruben Diaz, for me, he was much better than Ruben Diaz because he was uh, smoother on, on the way he um, went into tackles. Uh, his passing game, especially long-range passing game, was very, very good. He was able to pick out passes into, uh, into the breaking sectors. And for me, he was the revelation uh, player. Uh, next, and, and look, it, there were so many players that, that, that I, and I try to find a, a place for Gabriel because I think he deserves a place on, on the influence that he had on this team, despite uh, having a season cut short because of that knee injury and also for not playing as much under Vitoria. Uh, so I definitely have a, a, a honorable mention for him. Uh, disappointment. My revelation since Alfredo doesn't care. Oh, Juan Felix. Juan Felix, because even though he came in with uh, with a lot of hype, he was a lot better than advertised. I don't think anyone expected the kid to put up the numbers he did and play with the intensity. And, and, and you know, he looked like a seasoned veteran out there for, for such a youngster. Obviously, honorable mention, Ferro. Honorable mention, another guy that was a revelation. I know he started off the season a lot better than he ended it, but, but uh, Jetson. 
Um, to me, revelations, a lot of the times, I, I like to keep it to youngsters, guys that we know nothing about um, that come from the B team. To me, that's who I often tend to uh, to give the revelation award to. Chris, that's Olivetis. We have like the same picks here. I guess we only need one Olivetis to uh, yeah, speak. Yeah, I can go back to taking care of the camera and the, and the batteries. You, you, you'll you, carry it for me. You're keeping, uh, you're keeping count, Dave? You guys have had the same choices? Let's go with disappointment of the season. Who is your disappointment of the season, Christian? Disappointment of the season. Well, I could go so many different ways here. Feja not having a good season. Uh, was a disappointment. Uh, Servi, not good. Toto Savio always injured, not good. But I think the disappointment of the season, based on all the hype and everything that he came into the season with, was Ferreira. Bingo. And even though he was there for for what the six months, not even whatever, from from August to what is it, eighth? So so four months? No, five. So yeah. January, five months. Um, he was a disappointment. I, I think, in my estimation, in my mind, he was he's, he was a bigger disappointment than Castillo, because I expected a lot more from mm -hmm. Ferreira than I did from Castillo. So, but again, I mentioned all the other guys as well. But you know, Jonas not being healthy, but you know, is disappointed just that you weren't able to see such a great player out there healthy. But different type of disappointment. But you know, Serbi, Salvi, all those guys should absolutely get an honorable mention. But my vote goes to. Ferreira. Yeah, I think that uh, Ferreira was definitely the guy that I was looking forward to the most uh, and seeing how he would partner up with Jonas. I wasn't too excited about Carrillo uh, because of, of some things that, that people... Castillo. Had, uh, Carrillo is in Iraq. Yeah, because Iraq. Saudi Arabia, bro. <laughs> the neighbors, bro. He's it's in Qatar. Right. Uh, yeah, oh, um, There's a lot of sand. Castillo, especially because... Ever, uh, no even, wonder you like Jonas. So much. Yeah, even even because even when he, he had been in Europe already, I think uh, previously, I thought that the first year for a South American is always difficult. But I thought that his physical game would eventually um, benefit him Ooh. against a lot uh, Castillo. Uh, but <laughs> as it turned, I had more. We, uh, we, I, I, we had we more had, confidence. We had this conversation off air a lot. Look, I'll go back to to when you started the, to, to tonight's pod when you mentioned that I had the privilege and the honor of traveling with Benfica <laughs> and being, and I got to see the practices up close and personal when the door was closed. And when I saw uh, Castillo, what I seen the guy doing practices, I mean, it was it was absolutely hysteria. It was it gave me zero confidence um, that he would uh, he'd be anything special. So I, my expectations of his were never as high as yours. Yeah. Uh, Ugu, disappointment of the season? As much as I want to give different answers, I think this one's unanimous. He's going to uh, say Antrack game. Fred <laughs> <laughs> is definitely my disappointment of the season. Honorable mention, obviously, to Castillo. Uh, let's face it, those two came in as the big acquisitions that we had in, in the transfer window. Uh, we were all souped, uh, hyped, whatever you want to say it. Uh, here comes one of the best players in the Liga MX, and then here comes... Uh, Ukraine's leading goal scorer for a number of years. Um, you know, coached by Paul Fonseca. Paul Fonseca gives entrevistas um, to record, to jogo, uh, raving about the guy. Um, so all of the hype, obviously, Ferreira to me was, was definitely uh, the unanimous um, choice on this one. Dave, you agree with that? Yeah, Chris already made the uh, Oliveira pick for uh, Ferreira, so I got to agree with him on that one. But, uh, 
I'll go. Uh, I'll also mention uh, Zivkovic. Uh, this guy's uh, now two coaches with uh, Rivitoria and uh, Bruno Lage. And this guy, with all the talent in the world, still can't uh, seem to crack this uh, lineup. So he's also a disappointment in uh, my books. Yeah, not, not good enough. Yeah, let's go. Uh, you want to do MVP or you want to do Manku? No, let's go Manku. MVP's a lot. All right, so the Manku award, as you guys know, uh, Cristiano's definition of a Manku. Is uh is the rest of the Portuguese league monk? <laughs> <laughs> the teams that PT scores against, those are the monkus. <laughs> the monkus, yeah. For me, the 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 monku of the year award goes to Yuri Ribeiro. Uh, I... <laughs> That's unfair, bro. You need to play in order to be a monku, bro. <laughs> he played. Good shout. Good shout. He played a couple of Cristiano, of who, Who's your monku monku of the year? Wow. <laughs> Monko, Yuri Ribeiro. Ugu? Yuri Ribeiro, unanimously. <laughs> honorable, I'd say honorable I'm, mention. Honorable you know, mention, Yuri Ribeiro. No, no, Yuri Ribeiro is my, is my monk of the year. I'd say an honorable mention to Svilat. Yeah, I can see that. Dave? It's got to be Yuri. He was uh, he was terrible this year, even, thought, even I, when called upon. I tried to still back, and I was trying to spare him. I was trying to think for a second, but it was hard. I was like, "Nah, I got it." Yeah, I mean, you're, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, just leave it. It was bad. I, I also Cristiano had a funny line about Yuri Ribeiro, that Yuri Ribeiro would be a, a perfect guy to be playing in the Solteros against Casados game, <laughs> and even that, I don't think anybody would have the courage to put it, to put him in a game like that. I mean, he, he was, was that bad. He was, I mean, he was not good this year. And the crazy thing is that I've been harping on him for a couple of years now. And, and and a lot of people on Twitter, this guy is, oh, he's the real deal at Riwav. Oh, my God. Like, come on, dude. I mean, you harp on a lot of monks. Kromidovic, Stivkovic. Hugo Freira. Two honorable yeah. mentions. I do, I do. Ah, last award of, uh, of the night, uh, MVP, also known as the Cristiano Chicken Fingers Award. Uh, Cristiano, since you uh, you want to give yours first, since you you named this award so aptly, <laughs> I MVP. You're your Chicken Fingers Award recipient. My Chicken Fingers 2018-2019 winner season, whatever Campeonato Chicken Finger Award. I, I I'm gonna go with my boy Juan Felix. That's who 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 I'd uh, award that award to. Google Juan Felix as well. Dave, uh, my chicken galinga fingers uh, award goes to uh, Rafa this season. Yeah, my um, my my chicken fingers award goes to uh, John Felix also, and uh, and uh, I'll explain to you. And I'm sure we all have uh, different uh, different interpretations or different feelings about why we feel he, he deserves to to win it. Right? Um, there's no question that there's there's a unique and natural talent to Jean Felix. I think that if you've been watching football uh, long enough, you're able to detect that by the, the way the kid touches the ball, by the way he just plays around. But to me, I think that the way Jean Felix plays football is a reflection on how Benfica started playing because it's that uh, just uninhibited 
way of playing football like you're playing on the street, the fast combinations, the jogo bonito. And I think that really embodies the style of João Félix. I mean, he could be uh, hard when he has to. He went against Pep, as we know. But he also, it's that it's contraído, that, that's contraído style. The way he plays, happy, the moment doesn't get to him. And I think that's that's what's impressive about the kid. He keeps things simple, doesn't try to do too much. And I give him the award because when he started getting all the hype, you know, he kind of just kept playing his game. He never really faltered off. And, and the expectations on a youngster like him, and they start comparing him and not comparing, but you start mentioning him alongside the names like Cristiano Ronaldo. And, you know, when Ronaldo was your age, you didn't score. You didn't score that many goals. And all of a sudden the hype, the, the hype train starts taking off and, he was always able to keep his feet on the ground, and he never let he never let the moment get too big. Um, and I think that's the reason why I give it to him. Obviously, Peasy, honorable mention. Peasy had a hell of a season. Uh, Rafa, tremendous. I, I I say it to this day. Rafa, unless Benfica goes out and and, and makes some magical signings this offseason, Rafa is Benfica's most dangerous player because, as I often relate to, and I go back to, and I and I I know it's not repetitive, guys, but it's the truth has got to be said, which is, you can't teach speed. No, you can't. And, and he has that. And so every time he touches the ball, I think the opposition's on their heels. You know what I mean? So he makes things very, very interesting. He makes, you know, things easier for his teammates as well. So um, there's a couple of guys that, that you could obviously mention as well. But but Felix, because you his age, I think that's to me what really puts him over the top of his age. And he was able to, to deal with so much. Google right. wanted to. No, I was just going to say, if I might add as well, Chris, obviously his killer instinct in front of goal. Here's a kid who's calm, cool, and collected. Um, as you as you touched on a few seconds ago, the moment doesn't get to him, and there was no bigger moment than that game in, in, in Ladron Stadium, uh, a club that cut him at the age of 14. And then that spectacular slide. They didn't slide, cut him, Hugo. They didn't that cut spectacular, That spectacular slide right into Super Dragoons to stare them eye to eye. I mean, that was, a, that was an absolute brilliant moment. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's turn our attention now to Christina. You got a, a trophy you could show for the chicken fingers award. I don't want to show it because then I think a lot of people will be clamoring for it. You know, I don't want it to wind up on eBay and stuff like that. So I'm going to keep it away from, uh, keep from, it mysterious. Yeah. I'm going to keep it mysterious. Yeah. I don't want people to look at yeah, it. Yeah. I'm sure you uh, have a chance to hand yeah, it directly be, uh, to, uh, to Jean Felix this, yeah. uh, this summer. When I see him this summer, I'll hand it to him. Right. So now it's uh, it's time for our last segment of the podcast. Uh, and I know that we've been going uh, quite a, a little bit long, but uh, as you can imagine, lots to discuss here, lots to talk about. And since it's our last one, figure we'll make it a long one. So it holds you over. So keep, sell and loan is what we're going to do. And, and I have 33 players uh, that we're going to be uh, discussing on uh, whether Benfica should keep, sell or loan. Uh, so uh, these three 33 players, some of them include guys that were um, that were loaned out, obviously. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll get into them uh, shortly here. So we'll start with the uh, with keepers. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, I'll go Dave, Hugo, uh, myself and and Cristiano will go in that order. Uh, Dave, uh, so keepers, Vlaco Dimos. Uh, I'd keep him. I don't think. He's done enough to uh, have one of the big sharks in Europe come around and uh, buy him. He was a massive upgrade on uh, Varela from last season, but uh, still, I still want more from uh, Vlaco Dimos, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep him. Ugu. 
I'd keep uh, Vlaco Dimas as well. Yeah, I'm a keeper for uh, Vlaco Dimas also. Cristiano, Vlaco Dimas. Keep. Vlaco Dimas. Yeah, you'd get rid of Vlaco Dimas. Bye. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, uh, Dave uh, Zlobin. Um, I, I guess keep or have him as a backup or send him back to the B, B team, but uh, I guess I keep him as a backup. Uh, Ugu? Loan. I think young players need to play. Uh, I'm uh, I'm keeping. I'm keeping as well. Zlobin. I'm keeping as well. Let him. It depends on who comes in. But uh, obviously, with, with with me saying, you know, let go or sell uh, Vlacos, you're going to have to bring in a guy. And you hear the rumors of Silicon and stuff like that. So I, I would keep uh, Zlobin and, and, and let him play the Tasa de Cerveja game, stuff like that. Give him some experience. See what you got there. And then maybe the following year. So then look at loans. But for now, keep. Dave Svilar. Uh, this is the guy that I would loan. Uh, for somebody that came in with such uh, promise and high potential, uh He's got to try to recapture that uh, that potential. That uh, so I'd loan him out and try to uh, see yeah. what he can do. There's talks that there might be an open spot at Anderlecht, where he may, so he may return to uh, Belgium. Uh, Ugu, I'd loan Svilat as well, but uh, if if possible, I'd loan him to a Primera Liga club um, to see what he's got uh, domestically for in, in our in our league. Yeah, I'm going with loan also, Cristiano. <laughs> I would loan them, but if there's a good offer, I would sell with, with a future, uh, you know, percentage in, in a future transfer. But obviously, I don't think his market is that huge right now. So uh, the only one that would make sense is loan. Um, let the kid get some experience, and maybe you find out later on that you do have something there. Dave Varela. Hey. Sell him. Five million. Ajax can have him. He can be Ooh. their starter next year. Sell. Definitely sell Varela. I'm sell, too. So, Ajax, pick it up, baby. I mean, the guy, you don't have to pay for moving uh, expenses. You got, you got the light Jalata, money. Jalata. You got the light money. You could spend that shit. The lit, the lit. The lit, the light. The light. Control all the yeah. lit. Hey, it's not $15 million, though, so. Yeah, uh, you don't have to see I, me in, hey, uh, in the Borat suit. I'll take a, a million and a half for uh, for Varela. Easy. Easy. Look, look. If, I think the the option is five on him, I if believe. You pick up the option for five, I'll even throw in a Yuri Ribeiro. Look at that. That's a good deal now, bro. Throw <laughs> in the chicken fingers trophy. Yeah, I'll give it a chicken fingers trophy as well. That, that's really going to put over. That's worth another million, though, Dave. Don't. Dave, uh, Grimaldo. Uh, Grimaldo. I would sell Grimaldo. Uh, I think you had him as your top defender of the uh, season, but I still think for all his output that he has, he's a liability defensively. So uh, he's a player that we can make some money off him. So uh, sell him. Ugu. I'd keep him. Uh, big football clubs need to have attacking-minded fullbacks, and Grimaldo fits like a glove uh, with that characteristic of player. Yeah, I'm going to go keep also. Cristiano? Sign Mario Rui for free and sell Grimaldo for as much as you could get. Would you take Mario Rui for a trade plus uh, 10 million? More. No. Why? Why? I just said for free. The guy's a free agent. Why am I going to pay for Who's if Mario Rui. I believe he's no, out of contract. Ma Mario Rui. I'm not really sure because I thought he was going to be included in a deal for Grimaldo. From what, I, not, from what I read, he's not a free agent. Mario I thought he was free. free Whatever, then no, no, 10 million is not enough. 10 no. million plus no, Mario Rui? No, 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 no. For Grimaldo? No. Mario, 15? Mario Rui is a stopgap. He's a 20? guy. 20? 20 million plus uh, Mario Rui? 25. 25 plus Mario Rui? Yeah, 25. I thought, for some reason, I thought Mario Rui was available. I thought he was I thought he was free to, I, I don't know. I miss. I misread that somewhere. 
Yuri Ribeiro, Dave. Oh, God. Sell him. Like, you might have to give him away for free. Keep him away from the club. Ugu? Sell him. Use him as part of the package to recruit Shikin from what it is. That's not a bad shout. I'm going uh, sell also. Cristiano? Or Keep. sell him. Either sell him or give him away. Keep, bro. Every club needs a guy like selling. <laughs> uh, he's a good luck charm. I mean, the guy is a trooper. He did not play a single minute in the Liga Nos. And he could dance his ass and off. And he was too. out there celebrating with the medal on his neck like he was going to be in the record book. This is, the guy's going to be no trace for the guy. And he he took a, that medal home. Dude. He was a total team guy. So took keep the him. the medal home. Keep dude. him. He has proof that he was. He has a championship no, there's pictures. Medal. He's got he's got a championship medal, but it's not engraved with anything. It's just blank. It's like Dave uh, Andre Almeida. Keep him. You know, I think if uh, last season there was potential of selling him, but uh, I think he's now a lifer here with Benfica, so keep him. Ugu, sell. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Andre Almeida. I love his character and his heart, uh, and I appreciate what he's done for the club. But to me, again, he's just not. He's not Benfica caliber as a, a, a starting right back. Yeah, I'm going to go keep also. Uh, Cristiano? Keep. Keep and think about it. He's about to extend this contract. I have no problem with 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 uh, Almeida who's on the team, especially when you bring in – you need to bring an upgrade, a guy that start and make him the backup left back, the backup right back, just make him a polyvalent that, that could come in and uh, and, and give guys a breather. So I have no problem with keeping him. Wolves it's, are being linked with him. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, Wolves is linked to anybody in uh, Portuguese. Yeah, true. It's a good point. Uh, Dave uh, Ebui, Tyrone Ebui. Uh, bring him in for the uh, training camp. See how he's recovering after his uh, injury. So, bring him in for training camp and see what he can do. Ooh. Yeah, we owe we owe the guy a clean slate. I don't think anyone knows what he's capable of. So definitely keep him. Uh, I'm gonna go keeper too because we. I mean, at this point, we really don't know what the guy could do. Yeah, keep, 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 keep. Uh, next one, uh, Corsia. Dave, return he's, to center. Return, return. Center. Isn't he gone though? Is wasn't it a one yeah, year? A one so year. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. Return, return. Let him out and Re take that number seven off his back. Okay. Definitely return, Corsia. Give uh, it back to somebody. Send, send no, him back. Not to um, Center backs. Uh, Dave Conti. Uh, I'd keep. I he's still young enough, and he showed some promise when uh, he was called upon. So I'd keep him. Ugu. I'd keep him because again, you need to have uh, valuable uh, alternatives, and I think Conte could be that. I'm gonna go keep also, Cristiano. <laughs> hey, bro, a lot of these questions. I, I mean, it, it, they're they're really tough to answer now, right? Because I go back to, to Andre Almeida. Uh, if you're able to bring in quality players, then I'm okay with them moving on. But it depends. It depends who we replace. I mean, are you going to replace a Conti with another Yuri Ribeiro? That's the question. That's what I'm afraid of. So, uh, I mean, I have no problem keeping him as a backup, as a guy that's going to get experience and hope that he turns it around. I mean, we are talking about a guy that won the defensive player in, in the Campeonato Boludo over there in Argentina. So you know that he could play, you know, uh, he could play at some reasonable level. Unfortunately for him, when he did get his minutes in Porto, he got a red card, then he gets injured, then blah, 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 and then Federal gets promoted. So it just seemed like it was never his time. But I mean, there's still something there. I'm okay with keeping him, but obviously uh, 
a lot of a lot of it has to do with who you bring in or or you don't. Christina, here's a trivia question for you. Um, do you know that Benfica was the second team with the most red cards for the season? No, I know Porto committed the most fouls in the Campeonato Portuguese. Did Porto, not get a Porto single red. won uh, the, the, the sportsmanship, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Did they win fair play? Yeah, fair play. They had the most fouls they had in to win Portugal. Something. They had the most, exactly. They had the most fouls in Portugal, but they had zero red cards. Uh, ooh, uh, Dave, Dias, Ruben Dias. This is uh, tough emotionally for me, but I would sell him. Uh, I think Ferro can take his position. So if uh, we sell Ruben Dias to make enough money where we can keep João Felix, I will uh, sell Ruben Dias. I'm with you on that angle. Hugo. I'd keep him. Guys, we need to, to keep our best players if we're going to make a, a, a run in Europe. Not to mention a guy that is that is establishing himself as a as a, somewhat of an early leader in the locker room. I'd keep also, Cristiano. I'd sell sixty million plus. Uh, uh, Dave Jardel. Yeah, uh, keep him at this point. We're not going to sell him, and he's got that veteran experience in the locker room. Ugu. Keep Jardel carries that mystica. Uh, he is the torch was passed down from Luizão. Definitely keep him. Yeah, I'm going to keep also with him. Uh, Ferro, and uh, I keep missing you. Jardel, keep. If there's ever been a time that I hope that Benfica player wasn't listening to the podcast, this is now. <laughs> uh, I, I Look, I think it's it's time for him to go. Um, love him for everything he's done to the club. Obviously, a lot of nerves at the beginning, and he, he gradually got better, and now he's a tremendous Benfica. one of the nicest guys I ever met, but... It's time for for Benfica to to bring in some, you know, a younger center back that is ready to play right now. Uh, pair him alongside uh, Ferro, um, and then you have Conti as a backup, and then maybe bring in another experienced guy, a little bit younger than Jardel. Uh, but only if you do that, I would I would uh, get rid of Jardel. If not, mm-hmm. I'll bring him back. David Luiz is a free agent. Uh, oh, he resigned. Signed, signed, signed extension. Oh, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so much for his uh, Benfica. Yeah. Dave Ferro. Keep him. Just because uh, I said if we're gonna sell Ruben Dias, he's uh, w- more than uh, capable to uh, replace him there, so he can pair up with uh, Jardel. Ugu. Keep. He's our best player back there. He's the one player that we cannot afford to lose. Cristiano. Keep. Yeah, I'm going. Keep get rid of everybody, man. I mean, last season it was get rid of everybody. This year we're keeping more players. Uh, let's go with uh, Dave Lemma. He's on a one-year deal to Peñarol. Do we uh, leave him out there and sell him? What? Don't don't even bother bringing the plane back to a Portugal. Keep him there. Yeah, I'll go sell. Also, if we have uh, an option, Ugu. So, I've never seen a central mais duro de rins in my life. <laughs> Cristiano? To be honest. <laughs> Based on what we saw from him, I'd, I'd, I'd sell. But, look, let's be fair. I mean, we give – you guys are very unfair, to be brutally honest with all you. You guys give some players a clean slate, maybe on their lodge. How do we know this guy maybe on the lodge? No, we, the fact that we never seen him really play. I mean, Chris, you're, you're faster than him. Well, I am pretty yeah, fast. Though, much. I'm pretty fast. That says it all right there. I'm pretty, look, all I know is that 
he might be serviceable. He might be a good backup. We don't know. Fact is, we don't know. We really there's a lot of players knew that on other under yeah Bombitoria. And maybe he would have played, but we don't know. But based on what we know, based on what we've seen, yes. So let him go. But maybe it's unfair. I mean, maybe these guys on the lodge get a clean slate. And look, man, my boy Tarap got a clean slate. So Dave, uh, how do you feel about uh, Kalisa? Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, where is he even right now? He's been is he in still on the B, yeah. B team? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got that experience with uh, Brunelage, so maybe they bring him in for the uh, the training camp and see uh, how he pairs up. But uh, I guess give him the summer uh, time to see what he does. Yeah, One, two, you, three, you get a guy four, like that. Five. Look, you so promote be that, five center backs. You promote that guy center. from the B team. You let you sell Ruben. You let go of, of Jardel. Go buy the kid at Shavs. I don't know his name. The center back. Uh, Kaika, Kayla, K. I don't know his name. Whatever the hell. He's he's pretty good. He's a good center back. Get him and um, Kaika. Kaika. I don't know. I don't know his name. For... <laughs> I made that name up, bro. I don't know his name. Is that Pedro? Kaika for me, loan. Uh, same reason as I mentioned, loan for Slovin. Players like this, young players need to play. And um, again, I think the Primera Liga stage would do them uh, wonders. So any any team out there in the Primera Liga that these guys can go out on loan to, uh, I'd loan Kalaika. Yeah, but Hugo, so if you were here in this seat right now, a year ago, you would have been saying loan Federal, and then you seen him get promoted and he got any play well. We don't know. Different circumstances. I think if you keep, if you promote a Kalaika and you do keep proving these, let's say, and then you got Kalaika backing up and getting the minutes when a Ferro and a Ruben Diaz are out, I'm just there's different ways to work the roster. That's yeah. That's I mean, we, look we're, at it. we're all we're talking about this, but we really don't. It's all going to be very dependent on who goes out and, you know, who, who goes out. Right. Because if this is all speculation. Out, yeah, right? right. I mean, if 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 these guys stay, then you go. Is it better to get first team minutes? And I'm not and I'm, I'm not disputing. I'm, I'm just really trying to make conversation here for the podcast. Is it better to get first team minutes at option? Right, or is it better to get the every single minute at Benfica Bay? You're playing against men. Obviously, competition is weaker than it is in the first division, but but it's, you're it's, playing and you're playing against men week in week out. You're around. It's it's better to 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 go to Avs, get a taste of Polks like the Dragon, like Avalad, like Braga, like Luz, and uh, and and really work your way into uh. Well, uh, Luz, you wouldn't be able to play against, but that's okay. All right, let's uh, let's go let's go a little quicker. Uh, we just got done with the defense uh, midfielders. Faisa, Dave, Salem. Thank you for the memories, but uh, he's already lost his spot. And try to make some money while we can. Ugu, sell ditto on uh, on what Dave said. I'm going sell also, Cristiano. Should have sold him last year once we once he snapped his uh, yeah. consecutive title streak. Like you're no good no more. But uh, nah, you know, look, thank you for everything you've done, but. The fact of the matter is that he doesn't really fit into this Bruno Lodge system. And due to the fact that he's a liability health wise, like you nunca sabes cuando, cuando roda va a reventar, you gotta, you gotta let him go. <laughs> Get what you can. It's uh, true. It's true. With yeah. It. Dave Krovinovich. Uh, I would loan him just to try to get back his uh, form pre uh, ACL surgery. That, I mean, it, that's tough, man. That's tough. That For me, it's tough. Uh, I'm going with. 
I'm going with alone also. Um, I, I, I'd sell. Chris knows this. I've never been a fan of Krovinovic. I'm probably a minority in the Benfica world. I just think he doesn't. Uh, a player that plays with that intensity isn't a big team caliber uh, player. He's more suited out of Riwab or Gimenez. Um, that's just my opinion. I'd sell him. Chris, low. Let's see. Let's see if there's still a player in there. Yeah. I mean, I, he was playing well before the injury. So let's. I mean, unless obviously uh, an offer comes in. That blows you out of the water, which I don't think is going to come in. So loan them out and, and see what you got there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to mention some others, but I think we're probably going to be all on the same page. I say keep, Dave. Keep. 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 Oh, you just said I'm going to mention we're on the same page and he's too fast. I just, just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Dave, Florentino. Uh, keep. He's a young stud in the center of our midfielder, so keep Ooh. him. Keep. Uh, I'm going keep also. Sell. 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 That's, that's my okay. Sell. Sell. You go. You go. You were part of that's a conversation dumbest, we had earlier today. Sell. Dumbest Sell. thing I ever heard on the podcast. That's okay. fine. That's well, fine. I mean, it, it all depends, right? If if uh, if we have to sell Florentino and Ferro to keep João Felix, I'm in. Ferro, Ruben. Ferro. Sell them our, our <laughs> best guys. Besides Felix. Now, listen. You I... have to sell Florentino and Ferro to keep uh, João Felix for one or two years. Look, let me look, let me get it. Florentino... I'll sign it now. That's, but that's different, Alfred. He said that without you even mentioning Yeah, that. exactly. I'm saying I'm saying that's ludicrous. But why I'm, are you saying sell? I'm saying so sell. Explain. Hey, look, and he's young and he still has a chance to grow into, in, in, into his maturity. He has a chance to get better. But look, I, I think the guy defensively is a monster. I think he's very good positionally. The guy... Deals with the big moment. You could tell there was never a moment that was too big for him. He's great defensively, but I just have not seen enough with him going forward. A guy doesn't really offer you much the, of a pass. That's, not, that's fine. Everything that's, you stop with the, that's not stop with that's, the, that's not his role, Chris. His that's role great. Is he to, still it's you still you it. still have to be able to place a pass. It's the reason why Feja won't play on this under this system under Lodge is because he can't pick anyone out, and it's the same same problem that I have with Florentino. If I'm Benfica, I try to get as much as I can get for this kid. He's a fantastic youngster. He's got a bright future ahead of him, but unless he develops that part of his game, he's never going to be nothing besides a really good defensive midfielder in the Portuguese league. Dave, Alfa Semedo. I would bring him back. I was impressed with what I saw from Alpha um, this uh, season when he did play, even with uh, Rui Vitoria. So I'd like to see what he does with uh, Bruno Lage. So I'd bring him back. Sell him. Ugu. Sell. Not good enough. Not Dave, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Bring him back. Give him an opportunity. I think I think you got the same player in the Florentino with the ability to make things happen going forward. I'd, I'd hey. absolutely have a uh, look. Worst technique, bro. Like, on, I would dude. have That's a look at – Bro, why are you – I argue, Did I argue with anybody? Did I argue with any of you? You should pick somebody. He's saying that he's better than, than, uh, than Florentino. I didn't say he's going forward. Who mentioned technique? You mentioned technique. I said go to camera two. Camera two. Camera two. <laughs> even the camera even the camera shut off on the guy <laughs> the camera got scared the camera said fuck this I'm out <laughs> sorry sorry about the language um, anyway Gabriel I think we all agree it's a keeper keep Pizzi keep Cristiano how do you feel about Pizzi Cristiano you could say it I'll, uh, how do you feel about Pizzi Cristiano <laughs> 
Because if you could get thirty million for him, peace. He's gonna do the salute. Ay, capitão. Hasta luego. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess I'll Tarap. Tarap does have a contract to keep, baby. Make him captain. Give him a lifetime contract. <laughs> I look. I, I'm. I'm very encouraged by what I saw Tarap in the, this last uh, last stretch of the season. Tarap next year, if if that's a lot. Juan of Felix does leave. And Trap playing as a second striker, he's going to give a lot of people a lot of smiles. Stop, lá estás tu. Epá, mas eu, vocês falam, eu aqui dou, fico caladinho, respeito o ouço. Alguém que pode ralhar e estar aqui a debater coisas, sou eu. Mas eu respeito vocês e vocês a mim. Epá, a minha opinião. Hugo. I keep, let's face it, he doesn't have any value right now in the market. And look, Trap is a talented footballer. If he could ever get it together, and I think Laj is the guy to help him get it together. Um, I think he could do wonders. I mean, if he could still. Dave? Uh, I would sell him. I will go the complete opposite. I think he's already recovered some of uh, his oh, financial values. So I, I'd sell him because he's only got one year left on his deal. So uh, this, sell him. This is a stupid question, bro. <laughs> There's some guys you shouldn't even say sell. Nobody's going to. Look, I love that. Nobody's going to buy that guy. Nobody's yeah, gonna, Dave, nobody's gonna buy it up. Nobody will he's buy it up. He's got no, he's got no value in the market. His right reputation now. right now is damaged. It's shattered. He's not, not even in the Middle East. Not, oh, come on, bro. China. Who's gonna buy him? Yeah, no, they'll take him from Benfica. MLS. If MLS. There you go. Bingo. No MLS. MLS. Come on. If Benfica says, "Look, we'll rescind our contract with him," and he goes and signs with you, I and even now, I still think Benfica wouldn't do that today. As a matter of fact, but. You go back a couple months ago, absolutely. Buying, nobody's going to pay me. How are you going to be damaged goods, man? Let's be honest. Ah, but next one, Dave Jetson. Keep him. Hopefully he recovers his uh, preseason and start of the season form. Uh, Keep. I thought uh, the first third of the season he was our best player. Uh, I'm going to go keep also Cristiano. Yeah. <sighs> No, actually, I'm going to change mine. I'm going to say loan. Uh, He's I'll... listening. He's listening. No, no, it's not the listening. I just, I'm just trying to decide if I should go in on you guys or not. That's, that's, that's basically the hesitation. You're gonna that... have a camera. You're I gonna mean, have a battery to change soon, it's, so it's you might okay. as well go you in. You guys keep again, bro. Son of a, bro. It's look. You want to keep all these guys, but at the end of the day, it's going to be very hard to keep everyone happy. Now, I want Jetson at Benfica. I personally like Jetson a lot, but if there's a move that could make the club money um because it's just gonna be you're gonna have a glut of players that play the same position it's gonna be hard to get everybody in the field at the same time and guys are just gonna be unhappy because they're not getting minutes so uh for that fact alone uh if if an interesting offer comes in that makes sense for 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 him and the club i would i would be willing to listen um dave Jonas. oh i hope uh i hope he retires personally just go out on on top uh the send off that he had uh i hope he retires Ooh. this one pains me um chris knows how i feel about jonas he's one of the top three footballers that i've ever seen at benfica uh during my lifespan um but i do think it's time for him to to call it a quits um and retire yeah i, I think that if he could retire with his head up uh, I think that he's going to have a lot of thinking to do this offseason. 
and I think he, I think he may very well uh, retire. I think, and, and the club should do good by him and, and keep him around. Maybe he could uh, be Luizon's uh, partner in crime, whatever. Cristiano, how do you feel about uh, Janish? If he thinks he can get back in shape, bring him back. If not, have a nice career somewhere else. For the memories, you'll be the best player I've seen at my club under my life in, in my lifetime. Do you, you guys hear that? Yeah. It's gonna it, or it'll be like three years in a row. First it was Julio Cesar that retired midway through the season, and then Luis Elm retired with midway through this this past season. So maybe he retires midway through next season. Seferovic, Dave. Ooh. Uh I want to keep him, but it all comes down to money. If we're if somebody comes with a big offer, I'd listen to it. Uh Ugu. I'd sell him. Sell him while his stock is high. Um I never thought much of Seferovic, and it's not one one positive season again. To be fair to the guy, that's going to change my thought process on that. I'm going to go uh, keep Cristiano twenty five thirty mil, peace. Uh, Dave Salvio, another guy that I'd listen to offers. He just recently resigned, but uh, four years, bro. Yeah, if uh, somebody comes with a big offer, sell. <laughs> big offer. All right, Ugu. That's a tough one as well. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Benfica footballers the last five or six years. Uh, gave the club a lot. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, his couple of knee injuries has slowed him down. So I think as well for the for the right offer, uh, I don't think it's going to be a lot. Um, I'd probably be willing to, to part ways with him. I'll sell him for $10 million. Let's go. That's yeah. what I had. Nobody's going to give you $10 million for him, though. So he's $5 million plus forget, a bag of balls. Forget about what I would do. He's coming back. He'll be back next year. Yeah. Cristiano? No. I just told you. Yeah, yeah he, what he, you he would could, do. I just said he's coming back. Forget about what I would do. He's coming back. He's coming back. He could easily rebound. So that's that's a good shout, Chris. Yeah, Dave uh, Rafa. Keep. Ugh. Keep. Keep for me also. Keep. Keep. Uh, Franco Servi. Dave. Sal. Last season was already his peak. Uh, Ugu. Yeah, sell. I think we've seen the best of Serbia. Before. I'm going to go sell also. Package him and Yuri. That's harsh. Remember when Benfica used to buy play, uh, players in uh, pairs? Like when we bought uh, Rodriguez and Maxi Pereira together. Cebolla and Maxi Pereira. Mm-hmm. And we bought a couple other kids, uh, Uruguayan kids that never really got to play. Uribe Zareta. Uribe Zareta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to do Zach Thor. <laughs> no. I'll let, uh, I'll let Servi go also. Uh, Dave Zivkovic. I, I would sell. Um, plus, already we've mentioned this before, but his contract, he keeps on getting paid. His uh, salary keeps getting increased uh, each season, so sell him. Uh, Ugu? Sell. Overrated footballer for me. I'm I'm going with selling also. Doesn't look to be a good professional. So so uh Willock. Chris Willock. I'd bring him in for the uh preseason, see how uh, he does and uh, see if we can create a spot for him. Yeah, I think I'm going with that too also. Keep to see uh what he does in the preseason. Ugu. Sell. Why are you mentioning guys that aren't even part of the roster? Me meaning part of the first team roster. Those are all sprances. Like, yo, <laughs> Willick is, he's young. I'm with you. If I get any kid that 
an offer comes in. Ciao, but do you, you know? Do you know that the B team roster is basically the players that are in the B team are available nah, to play for the A team? They didn't promote. They didn't get promoted. You know what I'm saying, bro? Stop trying to make things. Difficult. Didn't Will <laughs> play in a, a, a contra Montaleg? Wasn't he on no, the bench? No, okay. no, no, no. He's never, he's never debuted. Oh, bro. No. So what's the story? Keep. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I, there's a great chance. I think the kid leaves. I think he goes back to England this off season, but. Look, you're gonna have he's gonna go. It's gonna be him and a bunch of uh, Nunu Santu. I mean, so many kids in the B team that are gonna get a look this summer. They're gonna be part of the 30 man traveling squad to, to to here the United States for the ICC. Dave Jota, keep. We never really got to see what uh, he could do. Um, with Ooh. the senior squad, keep. He's gonna be the new the the new Jean Felix next season. I'm going with keep also, Christian. Keep, but he needs a lesson of uh, how to keep things simple, and I just don't think that that. That's in his vocab. Uh, let's go. Last one, Ferreira, Dave. Uh, I'd like to let let him return and see what he can do under Lush. I'm I'm with you with that. Uh, Ugu, sell. And Cristiano, give me a messy jersey. You can take him. Does he have a uh, uh, two year? Uh, they they're, loan? they're actually they're trying to get rid of him. Yeah, eighteen month loan, but they're trying. Is that, is that all? Hey, there's one guy I think uh, that's still on loan, uh, Diogo Gon uh, Gonzalez. That's uh, yeah, was with Nottingham Forest. Yeah, Nottingham. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he really. I don't know what he's done over there. I mean, I certainly gonna... didn't get Nottingham Forest promoted. <laughs> I was going to so... mention one if you would allow me to. Go ahead. Carrillo. No. There's a, there's a bidding war in uh, in Qatar right now for him. See see what, what you, you do, started, bro. Or you Saudi, started, started. Saudi Arabia, Vitoria's team wants. What would you do? Nah, no. See what you started. We're purpose. mentioning players that aren't on the roster on the first he team. Save this purpose. Well, but now, there's what about Benfica players? Benfica got 80 players out on loan. We're gonna go through the list. Well, but here's the thing. There's I'd bring Karil back. There, there's certain guys that we've seen throughout the season that say, well, once you go mentions, would you know he's going to bring him back? Would, I mean, we think he's benching him to say, let him go. Would you bring Eddie? Bert, a, would you bring Eddie Bert back? I'll give him. Oh, a look. yes, I would definitely. Bring, I would bring him back. I would give him a look. Hey, no. if you're going to bring Carrillo, you might as well bring Eddie Bert. Bro, you yeah, know, guys, Carrillo's a proven footballer. I just, I in the Portuguese that, league. I just, he, That's a proven footballer. I was very impressed with uh, what he did with uh, Morienz this season. Yeah, Heriberto was uh, was was very good. Was very good. I I'll give that... him a look. I'll give him a look. Look, obviously, there's going to be guys that are going to leave. There's going to be guys that are going to come in. And not every single guy that's going to come in is going to be a superstar. You have to look at different guys. Look, they showed potential, hence why Benfica signed them at the youth level. And I, I think there's something there with Heriberto now. Is he Benfica caliber or not? We'd have to see him play. Uh, you know, with this team, then there's guys like Yuri that I could see him play all day. And I can tell you he's not Benfica caliber. Heriberto, I still think there's a, a possibility there. Of, of obviously uh, making a player out of him. Diogo Gonçalves, again, another guy that's very fast, uh, uh, you know, that, that, could, that could play. I think he could play at Benfica. Will he be a starter? Uh, no, but look, you got Servis on the team. You have Zivkovic on the team. Krovinovic. Bring in, man. Dave, you there? It really depends. Yeah. I think it, it's going to have to do with uh, who uh, Ulaz chooses. Who Ulaz envisions as to be a player with the characteristics for the game idea and a game model that uh, that he wants to implement or that he wants to continue uh, to have at Benfica. That's, I think that's the biggest thing. 
uh that's all we got for you guys it's been it's been quite a bit i didn't even keep track of the time but we're definitely over an hour and a half easily um the Super Cup uh, uh, fixture has been announced. Mifiga will play uh, Sporting at Stadio do Algarve on August uh, 4th. And Pizzi, as we mentioned, has renewed. Those are the latest uh, news as far as Mifiga goes. Say Rafa and Almeida will be the Almeida, next yeah. to be, Rafa, yeah. be announced. Yeah. So that's all we got. Thank you so much um, for listening to us all season, yep. putting up with, with our, our crap um it's it, it was a, a long season like as you can imagine we all suffered together and we always we all celebrated together uh thanks uh for your uh for your listener for your listenership is that a word listenership we just made it up it's <laughs> good. um and, and thank you for for sticking around and, and thank you for being part of this uh this uh, community that uh that benfica podcast and among other podcasts uh also brought along also, before we go, and, and I don't know if Cristiano was going to forget or not, but uh, Cristiano appeared on the Slesson podcast. Um, so with uh, Denny Pinto, don't forget to check that out. They uh, previewed uh, the Nations uh, Nation Nations Cup, is it? Nations League. League Nations Nation. League uh, round of four. Uh, so they, they spoke about the Fernando Sanders brought up uh, to the team and what guys could fit, what guys are maybe a little... Long in the tooth as far as the national teams. Don't forget to uh, check that out. The Celeste podcast is where you can uh, find that. Yep. So enjoy your summer, ladies and gentlemen. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, for those of you that will be traveling to the United States for the ICC tournament, uh, safe travels. Uh, enjoy yourselves. And uh, Viva Benfica. Let's go. Let's uh, let's montar uma equipa para malta toda para o Hugo. Campeão voltou. Right there. Ugu, party words. No, just uh, I, I wanted to thank you guys uh, for having me on a few shows, and uh, most importantly, thank the listeners that have reached out uh, um, and have provided me some words of encouragement. Uh, uh, so, thank obviously thank you to the listeners, and thank you to you three gentlemen for uh, uh, allowing me to come on. Did any of them reach out to you and t- and tell you, you need a real microphone? Because maybe that's what. Yeah, that's on. coming. That's coming for for next summer. Next, not next summer. Sorry, next season. Hey, bro, <laughs> bro. Buy, buy seller loan a microphone. Yeah. For then, no, I'll buy seller loan on Hugo. My man's already, you know, saying that he's part of the roster next season. Yo, we we, we still have another buy seller keep on you, bro. Buy yeah. sell loan. We need to, <laughs> we're gonna need to reassess you yeah. preseason. We gotta we gotta look at video and go over uh your strengths and Dave. Some some parting words, dude. No, it was, uh, like you said, roller coaster of a, a season. Uh, it was brought on last season where we we didn't win the uh, the pentub, so I thought it was bad luck. But uh, we actually uh, won this season, so good to see that I'm not the bad luck and uh, we uh, brought the uh, championship back home. Yeah, next um, we will be back as soon as Benfica comes back, and I believe they're they, they reporting report the first. Joe, so we're not coming yeah, back. Just, July 1st, so we'll probably come back the week, the, the Tuesday after they report. So I don't really know. Let me, I, I just want to take a quick look at the calendar here. The first is a Tuesday. The first, so probably the, the week first after. is a Monday. Unless in Canada is a Tuesday, but in the U.S. is a Monday. Um, it's a holiday for us. Yeah, Tuesday, we'll have plenty to talk about. So we'll most likely we'll be back on July 2nd. No, we're not. We're going to be on break. We need to make sure that our Achilles recovers this, and our 
are this podcast is long we... enough that people can listen to it and it'll lead them up right to the Super Tasa game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thanks, thanks again for for checking us out and and for putting up with us. Uh, we really uh, appreciate it and, and for all your words of encouragement. Thank you very much. And uh, as Cristiano mentioned, have a great summer. Stay out of trouble. Uh, if you drink, make sure you don't drive and uh, hug your wife and hug your kids and hug your family. Those are important. Forza Benfica. Campeão voltou. Later, everyone.